Al-Bayan Radio presents the following program, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wassalatu wassalamu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Assalamu alaikum dear brothers and sisters and welcome to the Book Review Podcast, episode number 8. And I'm very pleased to be joined by my dear brother, Sheikh Farhan, with a big smile on his face. And soon you will come to know why, bi-idhnillahi ta'ala. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you doing today? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Thumma alhamdulillah. Always, always a pleasure to be here at Al-Bayan. Always a pleasure to be here at Al-Azhar, at Belmo. It's a beautiful environment, beautiful bunch of brothers. And uh, it's always a pleasure. How's the tafsir of uh, Surah Al-Baqarah going? Tafsir unlocked every Monday night after Isha at Masjid Al-Azhar Bilmo, which you just finished. It's, uh, again, it's going good, alhamdulillah. It's, um, there's a lot of work that goes behind it. And alhamdulillah, we're, we're streamlining a little bit. We get to verses, we get to add more than other weeks and from more different يعني, books from the Salaf. Uh, today we got, يعني, I got to... Um, Translate an entire page of Majmu' al-Fatawa of Shaykh al-Islam al-Taymiyyah And that was presented in there um, today And uh, I think it's 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 a, it's an experience for me first and foremost Obviously for my um, To keep growing in the Islamic knowledge that we have and whatnot um, In the sense of revision And uh, and also growth because yani Just reading that much That many tafasir is a blessing, Allah. It's is based on a lot of, of tafsir. Words of Allah, you can never get enough of it. It's an ocean with no shore, basically. Yeah, it's basically whatever you get, you feel like it's a, yani, it's the drop in the ocean, and then you feel like you're drowning at the same time, yani, with that drop, subhanAllah. May Allah bless this effort and allow Ameen. you to finish the Quran Ameen, or 114 Surah. Now, we'd like to welcome all our viewers on YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, wherever you might be watching. For those on TikTok, they can see the the mountain of books um, <laughs> that the Sheikh has bring with him for today. And uh, the tech team is going to put those books in camera so we can, before we start, we're going to have a look at them, aren't we? <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, it's got the thumbs up. That, that, thumbs up, good. there we go. <laughs> tech team is... Is working hard. Taking his time. Is working hard though. Uh, he, don't, don't don't do that to the tech team. He, listen, he's listen. He wants a mic. Yeah, we're getting him a mic soon. Oh, we really? want him to earn it. Yeah. Okay. If he had the mic, mate. So the the, the, the he if, may take the show over. If, if it's like imagine that Sheikh's talking. There we go. A Sheikh's talking. A bit of a back scene. There we go. There there are some books there. Allahumma barik. There we go. The noble men right at the top there. Marriage guide there. Some kitab at Tawheed. Uh, the big book of Tawheed at the bottom, and I really like that one. You you tell yeah. us more about that. So. That's just a quick look. We're not going to review all of them, obviously, but we're just going to to, to show our listeners and our viewers what's what's, what's in store, what's coming, and we will take a, a few of them in a bit more detail. Bismillahi ta'ala. Okay, let's get straight into it. As soon as the camera's back on you, we're <laughs> going to start with what are we going to start with? First, good news. The good news. Good news. Breaking news or good news or both? Whatever you want, <laughs> either or. You take it as you want it, bro. Uh, that Dawa is back in stock. Excellent. Um, it's back to it's back available in Australia. the disease and the cure of Ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah, and that's the best translation, the best publication by Hikma Pubs, um, and that's available probably end of this week. It'll be in store at Darussalam. Um, but I recommend anyone who's following on with our Friday class 
that's يعني, something that they need to get. That's Excellent. one thing. Um, and you're referring to your Da'wah da- class every Friday night at ASWJ Auburn. Yeah, so يعني, it's been a while since the book has been out of stock. For, so alhamdulillah, this is back. And anyone who's unfortunately got the wrong edition, um, to get the new edition. Because <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's, it's um, like night and day. It's a totally different book. And for those who'd like to catch up on the series, there's almost 50 parts, Allahumma barik. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to Al Bayan Radio YouTube and catch up. Inshallah. It's okay. it's I think it's because we go line by line every single line so far as we we were up to about 195 pages every oh, single okay. line has been that. read and every single hadith up until this point has have a, has got a ruling on it we're putting a, a a ruling from the ulama of hadith or going through the reasons why something is la'if and something is sahih so we actually we inshallah we're doing somewhat of a khidmah to the book at the same time as explaining it um, in uh, yani the briefest possible way that we can Allah bless his initiative and project as well Amin ya Rab, Amin ya Rab. Uh, any more exciting news before we get into some of these books the illustrious we've done a we've done a review on the illustrious it's the noble life of the illustrious times, women so alhamdulillah that's back in stock last week we had a question on when that's back so alhamdulillah that's been back in stock and inshallah that will be back available hopefully end of this week as well um, and that's another yani, good news for anyone who is an avid reader especially towards the life of the woman uh, around the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam it's one million percent especially for the brothers wallah, for the brothers to read about the woman of this generation of the, the, the golden generation why yani one some of them were your mothers okay ummahat al-mu'minin you need to know about your mothers and yani, what this does is it creates a sense of ghira a sense of jealousy, je- يعني, protective jealousy over your mothers. That if someone utters a statement against your mother, Aisha uh, anha, you know exactly who you are trying to defend. 100%. That's the first thing. The second thing that it does is that every man, every man, regardless of his age usually, uh, wants to get married. <laughs> uh, and this will help you see what were the noble يعني, characteristics of these women who reached the heights of Jannah, insha'Allah. Yani the Prophet sallallahu was pleased with them. Who are you looking for in a spouse? Right? Which yani, of the characteristics that these, these women of Jannah have? Who are you trying to yani, get someone to implement their life by? Do you know what I mean? This is the generation that you use as a template for your life and you use as a template for that which is uh, true appropriation of Islam in a day-to-day life. Right? The Sahaba. And يعني, generally speaking, that goes for the men and women. So who do you want your daughters to be raised like? Who do you want your wives to be like? Who do you advise your sisters to be like? Who do you want your mother to try to be like? And all of these things, the, the nasiha comes and it's easier, it's more palatable when you say, يعني, this was Aisha, this is Khadija, this is Juwairiya. This is all of the companions of the Prophet wasallam. Some of them his family, some of them his nurses, some of so, very very important for even a man like this concept of the men have to read the men rijal you have to read Khalid you have to read you know uh, just Umar just Abu Bakr just Uthman just Ali and that's it you're done no 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 it's upon you يعني, they're your mothers and above anything else they were sahabiyat which makes it يعني, bare minimum they're better than you in anything that you can do in this world till the next no, because they, they met the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa and the same fadl for the sahaba goes for the sahabiyat that they were better than anyone who comes before after them right this is this is the best generation that that ever existed so يعني, i hate this thing that i've recommended it to brothers like i'm not going to read that sheikh oh, oh, i'm not i'm not going to read about the sahabiyat sheikh read about them it's essential it's it's imperative because يعني, what connects all of the sahaba was not that they were men or women 
was the one their actions and two their relationship with the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. They all had that in common. So learn from whatever you learn from because that's what يعني, makes this the golden generation. And when we say يعني, uh, according we follow Islam according to the Quran and the Sunnah and the understanding of our Salaf, the pious predecessors, and we say the Quran, the Sunnah, the Sahaba, the Tabi'een, the Atba', يعني, those who followed the way of the Sahaba from those two generations, and then those who followed in that way. It wasn't just the men Sahaba of the يعني, that we look up to. يعني, Aisha radiallahu anha was, was issuing fatwa. And she was narrating more hadith than majority of the men. Very, very important to learn the fiqh of Aisha and the differences between that and what was happening outside of the home of Nabi Sallallahu It's essential, genuinely, it's essential to understand the lives of the women for everyone, every Muslim. You're a Muslim, you should read about the men and the women of يعني, around the Messenger. Salawatullah wa salamu alayhi. Now, is this the new edition or just a reprint of the previous It's edition? a reprint from my understanding. Um, I haven't had a chance to get a copy of that one. It's in a box at the moment. It yes. just came in from America, from Philadelphia. Um, and so it's in a box, but it's, it should be done by by Friday. You mentioned Philadelphia. You know what I think of Philadelphia comes up? Mate, uh, I don't know. He's dropping hints that he wants to... He wants a mic. <laughs> Tech man, what, what do you think we think of when we mention Philadelphia? He'll type it on. He'll type it on TikTok. Allah. He'll give us. A, he'll give us a shout out. <laughs> he's doing some munching. Yeah, he's motions. doing the, the, the eating motion <laughs> of some f- cheesesteaks. Yeah, I haven't actually what? had a Philly cheesesteak, to be honest. Yeah. Nah, have you? I've had like probably fake ones. Yeah, like what? What? It's like having like Indian food in Sydney. Like, you know what I mean? What's that? It's not really yeah. India. You know what I mean? I'm not the person to ask about that. I'm because it would be racism if you said it. Because I'm Indian, I can. All right? I want you all to know that. You can ask me. <laughs> like oh, us eating Indian that. food, like the yeah. ones with, you know, uh, you know, Lebanese, Arab background, yeah. we, we're, we're clueless, you know, unless you know what you're doing. We don't know what's going on. You I think the bu- Lebanese community is probably the most unique community That's in nice. all of Australia. You know why? <laughs> Every community, they rubbish the restaurants of their cuisine right yeah like indians will be like this is not indian food you know what I mean? pakistan this isn't pakistani food um Ch- indonesians will look at indonesian restaurants it's not indonesian thai this isn't real thai food singaporean the whole shebang right but lebos lebanese will go out of their way to only eat in lebanese restaurants it's a thing bro yeah. it's a thing like i i don't understand you know what i mean like you can eat it at home too but you go to the restaurant to eat that and then you go home and you eat that and I just don't understand. It's the only nationality in my, what I've seen, you know what I mean? I am somewhat of a foodie. You don't get this big unless you eat a lot, right? So it, you, it's something that's very unique to the community. It's like you guys love your own food and you don't like to venture outside of it. It's very, like the Indian food in China, and maybe uh, Thai would be the, the alternatives, you know what I mean? But it's not like, do you get what I'm saying? Uh, sort of. <laughs> like, like, okay, can I just ask you a question? A personal question, right? Go for your, it. Your, the oldies in your family, can you imagine them eating at a burger joint? Or can you imagine them eating at like one of the Lebanese restaurants? No, no, no. no Lebanese restaurants. Yeah. Lebanese you're right, restaurants. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like, it's, it's not fathomable to think that they're going to be at, in one of the burger joints in, in the area. They're going to be at the Lebanese restaurants eating like, they're going to order whatever they want. Very shall loyal, we order? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're 100%. very loyal to their you're cuisine. You're very right there. Yeah, they're very loyal to the cuisine. The uh, fool and falafel in yeah, the morning. Yeah, like, yeah, they like that. But like, it's like, uh, yeah, anyways, we're getting off topic. Anyway. That's the brief introduction. <laughs> some quick, you know, some exciting news. A bit about the noble woman in Islam. What are we starting with? Okay, I've been waiting for this for a long, long time. When this got announced, I got genuinely excited because it saved me time. 
How did it save me time? It's one of my life goals, wallah. When I was studying in Al-Medina, uh, I thought, and I would go around and I'd and ask the brothers. I'd be like, okay, you follow the Nabi Sallallahu hectic, mad, awesome, nice. You follow the companions, hectic, awesome, amazing. No, I like it. Can you tell me some of the companions, please? This is who you follow. You're basing your deen off them, right? You're basing your religion off them, yalla. Hat. Right? Start giving me your names. Who do you take your religion from? And then the most religious person, like the most يعني, actively worshipping type, the one that ظاهراً, يعني, we don't يعني, praise anyone in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that sense, but we, we, you go by what's apparent. So this person is on the ball, generally speaking, goes to the masjid, he's involved in classes. The best one that I've got up to in all of this time was 14 names. And I said explicitly without Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Ali, Hamza, and Khalid. Take those out, those six out. You give me just other names. I want everyone to do it, genuinely, right now. Name the companions that come to your mind right now, right? You might get Bilal. You might get just a few other companions. But how many companions of the Prophet ﷺ do you know by name? Right? So the, a really average person, four names, five names, Yani, some of them will get up to 14, 15, but very rarely, very rarely, um, you get someone who knows 30, 40, 50 companions of the Prophet who can list them just like that. Like these are, you won't forget your brother's names and how many relatives you have in your family. You won't, yani, some of the, one of the examples that I give is that when you, uh, when you, someone wants to get married, yeah, the first thing they do, they start asking the questions, right? What do you do? What's, yeah, first thing you ask, what's your name, right? What's the name, right? Who are the parents, right? Uh, what do they do? A sister will be like, what job does he have, right? And where did they go to school? What did they study? What are the qualifications? What are they? How do they look like? What's the? Yeah, and what, what's their vibe? That's what you do for the creation. Yeah, and you're these people just in front of you. What about the best of generations? What about them? You know nothing about them. So I was thinking my life mission would be that I would go and I would translate Kitab al-Isabah. This was my thing. But I would do a summary of it. Kitab al-Isabah is a book that's written by Hafiz ibn Hajar rahimahullah. And it's a, one of the dictionaries of the companions. One of the greatest dictionaries of the companions. Anything that's generally mentioned, of especially the obscure companions. Not everything, but just there's information about them. Okay, And he's also done... Is, is, other parts to it the, the the book is actually split up in four parts we've gone through this before in an earlier earlier lesson I think maybe the first one um, the book Al-Isab is broken up to first parts the companions then uh, Al-Mukhadram the people who were يعني, at an early age they were considered companions not considered companions because they were very young they didn't really يعني, meet in Nabi Sallallahu and then those uh, uh, all people that were like outside uh, like an Najashi never met a Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So because of that, they didn't really, were they considered companions or was like a position between the positions? And then people who were falsely attributed as um, as companions as well. So four parts to it. So I was thinking I'll remove all the other parts and I'll just focus on the companions and we'll get this book and we'll, we'll produce this for the English speaking. We'll make it a website, make it a, like an encyclopedia of companions just so that everyone can know know your heroes. Great that, idea. That, was, that was the thing, know your heroes. And then these guys did the work. These guys have done the work. So basically this is the book called The Noble Men uh, Who Met the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Noble Men Who Met the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And this is an encyclopedia that's based off two books. I was focusing on one, thinking about it, right? I didn't actually get to it um, because I'm a man of ideas, but 
that's that's about it. Um, and so this one here. Don't be too harsh on yourself. No, like alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Let's not get into that. Let's not get into the self-loathing behavior. Now, now this book goes on to two of the books. The first is uh, Al-Isaba, which I just mentioned, and the other uh, mention, the other book that's there is uh, Sir Alam Al-Nubala, which is yeah, gems after gems after gems, and that's written by Imam Al-Dhahabi, rahimahullah. And I generally believe in a, in a sense of history. Uh, where does most of the information come from about the companions and like those who really want the really famous companions? Imam al-Dhahabi wins the cake. Uh, he wins in the sense of like the actual material inside of which one has more information about most of the companions. Generally speaking, because not all of the companions are mentioned, so only the notable companions that are mentioned. So Imam al-Dhahabi is just a gem to use and extract that knowledge from it. So combine the two and you got this amazing book where the names are pristine because they both had a very, uh, uh, a very, very, uh, an inaya, like a, a point of... Uh, uh, specialization where they made it in to make sure that the names were exactly the same like is it uh ubaidillah or is it abdullah right this specific companion uh is a umar or amir or amr or what is it like how is it pronounced even no. so this is something that the names in this these are the companions so there's about 850 companions of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in this so it's not all the companions that existed um and so they start off um, with this, actually, the, the introduction to it is actually very, very important because they put like the definitions of uh, who is a companion aslan. So they bring the statement of uh, uh, Hafid ibn Hajar rahimahullah who says, what, what is the definition of a companion? And he says, Ibn Hajar rahimahullah says, a companion is someone who met the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam whilst believing in him. So first condition. Then he died upon Islam because there were people who يعني, met the Prophet ﷺ, became Muslim, but then left Islam and died upon kufr, يعني, al-murtaddin. Then you have يعني, um, Ibn Hajar, rahimahullah, he, concludes, he continues, he says, this includes those who narrated from him and those who didn't because not every companion يعني, narrated hadith. So, and then he continues, those who saw him, although they did not sit with him, Right, there are some companions they just saw the Prophet from a far away distance, especially in Hajj. People saw him on a camel, for instance, but they never got to have that one-on-one sitting because يعني, there were thousands and thousands of people who did Hajj with the Prophet so he didn't have individual sittings with every single person of them. So then that's another thing. And then uh, he says, uh, and those who met him but could not see him due to blindness. Right, they met him, but some of them were blind, so they couldn't really see him. So you can't say those who saw the Prophet those who met the Prophet yeah. even though they were blind. Excluded from this are those who met them, met him while they were disbelievers, even if they embraced Islam at a later date, unless they met him again as a believer. So there were some people who met him as being enemies to him or as just not being a Muslim. And then after the Prophet had died, then the يعني, news reached them or whatever the da'wah reached them, and then they believed later on, and so some of them are not considered. Uh, companion so it's a really really good work so then they start off with the family of the prophet ﷺ, his sons and they go into yani through the relations of the prophet ﷺ, the family of the prophet ﷺ, yani those who were yani uh, brothers through rada'a through wet nursing and then like it goes through the uncles and yani family of the prophet ﷺ, and then it goes uh, after that to um then after that, it goes through the companions of the Prophet Sallallahu in alphabetical order, numbered. And something that's awesome over here is that it has the Arabic name that's mentioned there as well, which is very important because um, think of this, right? Um, Dhiya, Dhiya could be spelled a, a D-I, D-I-H-Y-A, 
Okay, D-I-H-Y-A. Is it Dihya or is it Dhihya? I'm being serious. Is it Dihya or is it Dhihya? It's Dal. It's, it's Dihya. So it's very important, right? If you get the pronunciation right, but you only have that if you have the Arabic written, and it's got the shkil on the on the names Perfect. as well, Excellent. which is the harakat. No. Now another thing is is what do they focus on, right? So it's about what's been established through proof and evidence. So what did the person look like if it's mentioned? If we have it, what was his etiquette like? What what is he renowned for? When did he die? So very very important things of when someone died, how they died, whatever we have the information that's mentioned in those two books. So it's like a summary of that, and this is essential. It's going to be expensive. I got the hardcover edition, but that doesn't exist in Australia right now uh, because it's already so expensive. I just got this for myself. Perks of working at a bookshop: you can order whatever books you 100%. like. Shout out uh, to all the brothers at Dar es Salaam in Lakemba, <laughs> Melbourne. Um, my, both of my brothers in Melbourne. Two of my brothers are in Melbourne right now. Uh, Fawzan and Muad. Anyways, now. This book here is going to be expensive, but I genuinely think just take this book and read a, a biography a day. Some bio, there are three biographies sometimes on a page. I'm just saying one a day, 870 plus uh, any uh, companions. Um, so it, he's actually profiled or biography or brief biography of 870 total? plus 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 plus. Yeah, any excellent. Um, one of the 871, 873. Just it keeps going. 878. That's the so end, come on. It's it to the last page. 870, 881. 881 companions. Yeah. Allahu Akbar. 881 companions. So, generally, it gives the verses in, generally, it gives it in Arabic. Um, it's just, it's just invaluable. Another hadith sourced. Um, look, the hadith, because there's not much hadith in this, it's about characteristics of individuals. It's not necessarily the Prophet saying that this person has this characteristic. Um, so it doesn't yeah. mention hadith that they It does, it does. Like Sahih al Yeah, it does, hadith, but it has it in, in, in Arabic. So over here, for instance, um, يعني, uh, let me just see where this one is. 582. Um, I'm just getting the reference point to this. Um, five, eight, uh, يعني, this hadith over here. The Prophet ﷺ supplicated for him, O oh Allah, send salutations upon the family of Abi Awfa. And this is in Sahih al-Bukhari, hadith 1497. So the hadiths are referenced. And I think this is just, it's just unbelievable. There's there's some good gems in here that you've never heard of. And that's something that's unfortunate, that we haven't heard of these people. And so I generally think that we we got to go through things like this with our families, especially the young ones. Especially the young ones. Um, I think it should be in every every Muslim home. Every Muslim home. This is by far now, without a shadow of a doubt, you can say that this is the best book regarding the companions. In English. In English. This is the best book. Can I have a look? Yeah. <laughs> While you get the next book. I like it. I like the hardcover. The hardcover is something. It's something different. It's got a different feel to it. It's got a different feel. And the artwork it. actually is a window with a camel. Being led by a Bedouin. I don't understand that. that um, word, that's, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I'm not too fond of that. But anyway, but hey, I, I get what he's trying the, to do. No, but the English in this, the translation, cracker translations. These yeah. guys, the English is so it's not meant to be a story form. It's meant to be information form. It's an encyclopedia, right? So don't think, oh, I'm gonna get a a, a boost from this in the sense where it's gonna tell me how I'm supposed to understand these stories. No, no, no. This is for you to know. When someone died, when they lived, what's their relationship with the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? It's very, very important information. It's not. This isn't any yani, stories from the life of the Prophet Sallallahu or stories from the life of the companions. This is about who they were, right? So it's very, very important. Seven hundred and sixty-seven pages, over eight hundred profiles, 
or brief biographies of the companions. You can't go wrong. Insha'Allah, this is a must. Hajj. I'll be, insha'Allah, getting one. Uh, or getting a copy ta'ala. It's the first you, time in Sydney that it's available. Yeah, I'm, I'm, all you need mind. to know is that it's taken from the works of Ibn Hajar and Imam al-Dhahabi. That's, That's enough for me. That's it. That's for me. It's game over after That's that. gold. That's gold. That's a must-have. And insha'Allah, there's a lot of brothers and sisters asking about the books, their names, the links. Um, insha'Allah, if, if it will be provided on the on the description there. We'll provide the links of all the books and where you can purchase some from. Ta'ala. So we'll have them all up on DarusSalamDSbooks.com.au probably Friday-ish. Um, that's what I'm hoping. So as um, soon as the links are up, we'll, we'll post them in the link of, of these uh, programs, inshallah. Ta'ala. Uh, we want hardcover too. Common. Yeah. Co- no, but said, no, okay, yeah. yeah. It's common, right? But no one wants to pay for the hardcover. Price. So the what's pri- the price difference generally? In a hardcover, soft, co- soft cover they call it, or paperback? Yes, paperback or soft cover. Um... Sometimes you're looking at thirty to forty dollars. Sometimes, Difference. sometimes. And the page number, the page quality page, is the same. Page quality is same. Page mm. quality is same. But it's long term. This will last longer. But if a book is already above a hundred dollars, it's already above a hundred dollars. And then to ask someone to pay another thirty, forty bucks, you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, Twenty, thirty, even. Right. On top, it's just expensive. And so their production, yani for this, their, their costs are quite high. They get these books printed in Turkey, I believe. Um, but it's a quality production. Has the has the price been finalized for this yet or not yet? Not yet, not okay. yet. Um, I Check just, the website. I literally went today and acquired these books. We'll have all the links, inshallah, very soon on, on the description there on our YouTube channel. Bi'idhnillahi ta'ala. Barakallah for that. That's excellent. Where are we going to next? Okay, this book is close to my heart. Wallah. Wallah, this book is close to my heart. This is one of the first books that we studied in Al-Madina with one of my favorite sheikhs in Al-Madina, Sheikh Abdullah Shamsan, Hafizahullah, Tabarak wa Ta'ala, one of the students of Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen, Rahimahullah. This sheikh, when you think of exemplary minds, when you think of people who you can put a mas'ala in aqeedah and he can just break it down, like melt it down like butter, this is the type of mind, this brilliant mind had Tabarak al-Rahman. I experienced a joy from studying with this man that I have never studied anything like it with any other person. Right? It's, it's never happened. It was a class in, in the university and we were only, I believe from my memory today, maybe seven or eight of us. Actually, there was another sheikh that I really enjoyed, Sheikh Thunayan, uh, uh, that's also one of the greatest scholars that I've ever studied with. He was a gun as well, and we were five in that class. But this class here, we were about seven students uh, studying Aqeedah with uh, Sheikh Shamsan, Hafizahullah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. Now, this Sheikh, his adab, his akhlaq, he was just unbelievable. But his, he was always teaching from his mind. He was unbelievable. Uh, and he was unwavering in his creed unwavering to the point where I got a, a book printed by Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen Rahimahullah's foundation and I found a mistake in there and I took it to him and I thought this is from the Sheikh right this is his students so I'm going to go to the Sheikh's students so I said Sheikh this is mentioned in this book by Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen he's like no regardless this is not correct this is, and we went through and it was, يعني, most probably, it wasn't, I di- didn't hear it on the recording. It would have been a typo or, a, or an error, Allahu alam. But it was a creedal issue. 
it was a credo issue in one of the books in Aqeedah and I took it to him when I was doing my reading and I was like, well, Shaykh, I don't understand this. How can we say this? And then he said, no, this is not correct. This is not the position of Al-Sunnah. And he was unwavering. He didn't have this bias. That's my Shaykh. You know, you can't say that about my Shaykh. You know, he, none of that. Just mm. unwavering. And his knowledge of Aqeedah was unbelievable. And the knowledge of Shaykh al-Islam Taymiyyah, his books, we studied a little bit of Tadmuriyah till we just we were fried because Tadmuriyyah of Shaykh al-Islam Taymiyyah is not just a heavy book. It's 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 mantiq, a lot of يعني, heavy wording that's used there. And it's like, um, it's almost like philosophy, but not philosophy. Do you know what I mean? He had to use certain jargons to do a refutation against those who were using that jargon against Islam. So he was just going at it. And he was, for him, this was easy. And we were just, we're drowning. Uh, Sheikh Usama, Sheikh uh, Abu Ayman's son, he was with us. Uh, I think he continued after I stopped because I was like, Shit, I, I can't do this. I can't, I can't. It's just too much for me. Um, but he was, mashallah, tabarak rahman He taught us this book first. This is one of the books that he taught us. And it is called Al-Qawa'id Al-Muthla. Al-Qawa'id Al-Muthla. And this is the exemplary principles concerning the beautiful names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen, rahimahullah. Now, this book has been translated previously by Darus Salam, by Darus Salam Riyadh. Uh, called, I think, the beautiful, excellent names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I love this book. Why? It goes through first seven principles of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, kullah husna, and that the tawqifi, the, the whole shebang, right? Whatever you need to know on how to deal with the names. It's not going to give you, يعني, um, actually it gives you the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but it's, it's not, it's not, not the aim. It's not, the aim is not so what do you learn from this name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? No, it's about how are you meant to understand the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What type of considerations do you need to have when you're dealing with the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So he gives seven principles of asma, of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he gives seven principles regarding the sifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he goes into the ma'iyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the closeness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and then common misconceptions about, uh, about يعني, aqeedah that is presented by Shaykh ibn Uthaymin rahimahullah. And then he presents a list of names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is about, uh, off the top of my head, over 80 uh, that were mentioned from about 80 off the top of my head that I mentioned from the Quran and the rest from the Sunnah. And that list and this book has been read by and approved by Sheikh uh, bin Baz rahmatullah alayhi wa ghafarallahu dhamba, one of the greatest scholars of our time. Now, something that is amazing is that I did mention that it was previously translated. This is actually, subhanAllah, when I was studying, this was the only book that I taught after I had, يعني, whilst I was studying in Al Medina, um, and I have the notes to this and everything's done, but it wasn't recorded, it was just like with the brothers, with one of the brothers actually, subhanAllah. Um, and we got up to the Sifat, I've got all the notes done, everything for it, but we just didn't get through the rest of the book because I had to travel back. Um, now it was translated, and I've gone through that translation. The translation is unfortunately not the best translation. And it was very difficult to understand. And I had to write all of my notes in Arabic so that I could figure out what was going on in the English translation. But you will not have this problem from the brothers who translated this in Canada. Uh, and this came from Philadelphia. We get it from Philadelphia. But this actually, the publication of this happened in Canada with one of the bookshops up there. And it was it's actually a very old book, subhanAllah, but we've just not been able to get it. We haven't يعني, have had the chance of ordering it. And whenever we do order it, it hasn't been in stock and whatnot. But this has actually been published in... Uh, 
2009, subhanAllah. And we're finally getting it in 2023. Uh, and I've been waiting for this book for, for years, subhanAllah, this translation, because this translation is just such a beautiful translation. Uh, and so they have notes over here, selected notes by Sheikh Fawzan, Hafizahullah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. Um, and there's something that they've done that's amazing with this, right? Because Sheikh, Sheikh Ibn Uthaymin, Rahimahullah, he gives the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he considers from them and 100% from them. Because you know the nasheed that we have um, of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the um, uh, Allah, when they take from, from the, the, the hadith which is weak in Kulmadi. Yeah, so they take it from that hadith. But the problem is that there are some names that are disputed, right? So this, this book here goes through that which is affirmed through Dalil. So... He just gave the names. He didn't give any references to them. So what the brothers did, they have an index at the back with the, yani the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they've gone through the evidences for them, referenced them with the numbers and referenced, referenced them with the verse numbers as well. And as for the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they have done that also. Um, so with the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I'll just get you exactly. Yeah, it was about 78, uh, 79. 81, my bad. 81 names presented through the uh, names of uh, through the Quran, and the remainder of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he presents it through the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And I genuinely think this is essential for every person to have in their study of aqeedah. I always used to want to uh, say brothers study this book, but I never wanted them to go through the English translation that's published by Darul Salam. It's unfortunate, but I'd say yani, that's going to confuse you more, to be honest. So this is a must-have for anyone who wants to go deeper in Asma' or Sifat. So after you study, for instance, Kitab al-Tawheed or Surah Thalatha, uh, yani, the, the earlier books that you study, right? Kashr al-Shubuhat and, and whatnot, Surah Thalatha, Qawad al-Arba' and Kitab al-Tawheed, say, Right? And then after that, you go into this book. And after this, it will be wasatiyah. And wasatiyah becomes easy as anything. One of the benefits that I can yani, just remember that's coming to me right now is this is the first time that I, I, I learned that yani, there is no number to the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That yani, the hadith that whoever memorizes 99, 99 names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enters paradise. We took that hadith and we did a deep dive with our sheikh. And that was the first time, subhanAllah, that I learned that there are more than 99 names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And yani, there are some that are known to us and some that are not known to us uh, as found in the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So that is one of the, yani, this book, when especially when it comes to dealing with the sifat, the characteristics of the qualities and the divine attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is essential so that you don't become part of the mushabbiha, those who liken Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to his creation, or you don't become like al-mu'awwila, like those who do ta'wil and so they take yeah. its uh, the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of its apparent meaning. And you don't want to do anything in in either extreme. You want to be as the salaf were, and this is يعني, one of the most, probably the easiest book to study with. يعني, it starts off, the first one is that uh, Asma Allah, all of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are perfect and then that they've reached the peak of their perfection that there's no name that's more perfect than the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unbelievable book this book and I genuinely think that my love for this book Allah, no one will understand how much I love this book and uh, it was one of the first books that we had to memorize like full like there's a long history with this book subhanAllah and, 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 and 
even if we just take the hadith of Prophet as a motivation that Allah has 99, na- 99 names, 100 less one, whoever memorizes them will enter paradise as is found in Bukhari and Muslim. That itself is enough for us to strive to, to you know, understand this book and understand the principles surrounding it. Just a clarification regarding the hadith we mentioned in the Tirmidhi, which um, uh, where the, it's, it's listed the, the 99 names of uh, Allah here. Uh, according to the consensus of the ulama, the hadith is weak, just to clarify. Ah, and, ah, ah. and that's the one where they put on the poster, and I'm pretty sure it's the, the nasheed, nasheed you're referring yeah. to. Nasheed, yeah. They take from that hadith. So yeah. obviously the ulama have gone over them. And, uh, there's, no like hadith. So there's no hadith yes. that is authentic that has all of the 99 Excellent. names in one. And just is the same as the hadith of the, the, the uh, branches of faith. Uh, the, uh, there are over 70 branches of faith and يعني, the highest point is la ilaha illallah and the lowest point is removing an obstacle from the path now that there, that hadith is authentic however there are other narrations that come and try to list out this, uh, the 70 uh, parts mm. of faith none of those hadith are authentic that have all of the uh, يعني, them listed out uh, some have tried to gather يعني, all that has been mentioned however like, like al-bayhaqi in Shu'ab al-Iman however there is no hadith that covers all of the 99 names and all of the uh, branches of faith in one hadith that is authentic Barakallah uh, the book is around 280 pages and uh, it's a very good print actually it looks very very good and I, I think I, I've got at home I just wanted to ask there's, a, there's another translation other than Dar Salaam but I can't remember who translated it look for me I genuinely don't know I always knew that there was the Dar Salaam one um, I know the Dar es Salaam one, but I, I, I might have one at home. It's actually not Dar es Salaam. Really? Yeah. Um, we'll look into it, inshallah. Yeah, hunch. hunch. Excellent. Uh, this has been around for a while. Yeah, Maybe must have. And, and the brothers and sisters who read Arabic, this is a book that you must purchase. If you can read Arabic. If you can read Arabic. If yes. you can read Arabic, the Sheikh himself has a commentary on it. Yes. Sharh Qawa'id al Mutla. That's right. The explanation of Qawa'id al Mutla by Sheikh Ibn Uthaymin Rahimahullah himself. And that is unbelievable. That book there is is Tabarak al Rahman. And if someone wants to listen to something, then Sheikh Al Sindhi, Salih Al Sindhi, uh, he has uh, uh, one of the teachers in Kulit al Dawah in the uh, Islamic University of Medina. No. He has one of the nicest commentaries on this book in Arabic. One of the most like I'm saying to break this book down and just really deep dive in it that is an unbelievable book um, I believe as well if I'm not mistaken and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best I believe Sheikh, uh, Sheikh uh, Abdul Razak uh, Al-Badr also has a commentary on this book Allahu Alam uh, I haven't gone over that one but I've heard um, that there was a commentary like that but Sheikh Sindhi's uh, commentary Unbelievable, wallah, unbelievable. And uh, Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen, يعني, what better way to understand a book when the author of the book is explaining the book to you? Hey, what, what else do you want? And the Sheikh has a few books like that, Sheikh Ibn Like, for instance, Al Usul fi Ilm Al Usul min Ilm Al Usul. And the Sharh of Adhik, like the book itself is like that. The Sharh is like gigantic. It's quite interesting when he says Qal al Mu'allif and he's referring to himself, <laughs> then he does the Sharh. No, so what happened, right? The, 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 the story with those ones is that most of the books of Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen, maybe even 80 plus percent, is not actually the Sheikh's writings, it's the Sheikh's spoken. The soul is the, from the Sheikh's writings. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. So what what it is is that um, a lot of the times with his other books like Wasatiya and others, that when someone um, يعني, uh, would read to the Sheikh, 
someone would read the way in Saudi Arabia is that some the Sheikh doesn't read the book. Someone reads the book and the Sheikh stops the person, right? And he gives his Sharh, he gives his commentary. And so the person will be saying Qal al-Mu'allif even if the Mu'allif is sitting next to him. The the author has said even if the author is right there because he's reading a book. Um, and that's uh, just the adab that you have when reading a book to any of the mashayikh. Um, but the, the, the story is of the book of Usul is that there wasn't many books in Usul that were free from issues in Aqeedah and free from issues in creed and theo- and and, uh, and manhaj. And so because a lot of the scholars of Usul were not upon the, the creed of Ahl-Sunnah wal in the sense of not in the creed of the Salaf al-Salih. So over here, something that is essential to understand is is that not necessarily someone who is the peak of any field necessarily it necessitates that he is upon truth in every matter in his religion and something that is essential to know is like for instance I'm like a, uh, a, a, a field like usul and a field like um, usul al-fiqh or usul al-hadith is that these are ilmul ala this is ilmul ala it's not al-ghaya the difference between ilmul ala ilmul ghaya is that an ala the it's a it's a key that helps you reach the goal, right? So studying usul is not your be-all, end-all um, aim. Your aim is to get usul so that you are able to study the sciences of hadith and the the books of hadith and the books of the, the Quran itself. And same with fiqh usul usul al hadith, right? So ilmul ala is a knowledge that equips you with the knowledge to be able to study something else. Right, so for instance, Nahu allows you to study the Arabic words and know if it's something is um, if you've got a fatha at the end or a kasra at the end, or if it's supposed to be a un or a in or whatever it is. Right, but your life goal is not to be someone who is an expert in Nahu and has no knowledge of the Quran and Sunnah. Right, that's not the aim. Your aim is to access this knowledge so that you have access to the greater knowledge of the Quran and the Sunnah. So that's just something to يعني, ponder about. Um, and a side note. Yeah. I think we've got only about 15 books left. So we'll just take one more, I think, and we'll wrap up for today. Really? You want to continue? How long has it been? We've been about 40 minutes. Really? Yes. Time flies when you're having fun, boys. Alhamdulillah. Okay. This is a book. This is a book. Let's see. This is a book. Now, there's two. This has recently come to Australia. Okay. This is a book. That is Aqeedah al-Salaf wa Ashab al-Hadith. This is um, this is <laughs> this is the creed of the Salaf and the people of Hadith, written by Imam al-Sabuni, rahimahullah, from the early uh, parts of Islam. Now, something that is essential. So he's not the the, the recent Sabuni who recently no, died, rahimahullah. Not, not, not recent Sabuni. Ghafar Allah, Dhamba. Sahib. Tafsir al-Sabuni? Yeah, no, Tafsir al-Sabuni. He's got Sifat al-Safwa. He's, yes. he's got a few. He's got a few Tafsirs. Now, mm. this has two um, editions that we have. One published by Al-Hidayah uh, Publications, and that's come back in stock as well. And that's awesome. Amazing. Really good. I've gone through the. I've gone through most of the... I've That book, I've gone through it cover to cover. I actually read that on a plane, the English translation of it. I read that on a plane to New Zealand. And the aim was to study it with the brothers and teach it in New Zealand. But the problem uh, was that the brothers were not up to studying it um, after Fajr for four days straight. So I said, it will be six hour sessions. We'll just go hard. We'll just go go hard, right? Because it's about 60, over 60 paragraphs, right? Uh, Generally speaking, generally speaking. 
um, or if I'm remembering correctly. Um, and so something about this is that I actually numbered it in my other copy. I got the other copy. Um, and so I was thinking that would be an amazing book to teach. Why is because it's the same creed that we have of the later scholars, but it's just someone pre-500, right? Pre-400. So very, very important to have. And so I was using, um, again, I was using Sheikh uh, Sindhi's uh, commentary on this. And this is amazing if someone wants to study the creed of the people of the Sunnah in dot point form. Just this is the creed. This is the creed um, uh, of the Salaf. And with, yani not it's not meant to be uh, with evidences and whatnot. It's, this is the creed of the people of the Salaf and he actually at the end of it there's actually some some really real gems in this um, of who was upon this creed um, as well so it's actually very 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 nice like for instance um, who was upon this creed um, for like Layth ibn Sa'ad al-Awza'i Sufyan al-Thawri Sufyan ibn Uyayna Hamad ibn Salama uh, and their peers and before that Sa'id ibn Jubair Al-Zuhri Al-Sha'bi Al-Taymi uh, before that Imam Al-Shafi'i and others like this is like some amazing amazing things of who are the people of Hadith and, and whatnot. so it's like uh, like he actually lists like Uthman al-Darami uh, and Abu Zur al-Razi and Abu Dawud al-Sijistani and يعني, it's like a list of who's who from the scholars who were upon this creed so it's like this was the creed of all of our Salaf right so it's it's uh, one of the يعني, unbelievable uh, books that I genuinely I recommend a lot of the brothers to go through um, because this is something that a lot of people are ignorant about unfortunately um, have you come across Aqid al-Salaf Ashab al-Hadith in Arabic? Uh, no Okay, so one of the يعني, uh, commentaries that's available, um, but it's very hard to find, to be honest, um, is one of the commentaries of, I think, Sheikh Rabi'i. Uh, he's done a commentary of it. Um, and that's one of, it's, it's seen as one of the um, one of the best commentaries on the book um, that's printed. Um, and I think something that is, يعني, a lot of the times it's, it's forgotten, um, about these earlier books like sometimes we get carried away and we just stick with um, Muhammad al-Wahhab or um, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it but I'm just saying we do have a massive tradition before a thousand يعني, pre, pre-Muhammad al-Wahhab um, that spaces back you know a thousand three hundred years so why do you just get fascinated on just one person especially if it's it becomes somewhat sectarian where people just hate the word right you're a Wahhabi this you're a Wahhabi that um, so the same creed is is there. <laughs> it's, it's the same creed that we're upon. Similar to that is actually this book here, Usul um, al-Sunnah. Um, the Aqidah. Uh, it's called the Creed of the Raziyain. The Creed of Raziyain. Yes. Um, this book here. It's actually got two two um, prints of it as well. One of my favorites. It's an unbelievable book um, by Abu Abu Zur al-Razi 264 Hijri and uh, Abu Hatim al-Razi 277 Hijri. Um, and so it's written by two scholars similar to Jalalain, right? Tafsir al-Jalalain written by two scholars. Now, Aqidah al-Raziyain, the Aqidah of these two great scholars, especially because it predates 300 Hijri. So uh, this is this, يعني, taken, this, book, this entire book is taken from a, a passage 
from Sharh Usul Itiqad Ahl Sunnah of Al Lalakai, Rahimahullah, in one of the best books in Aqeedah, like one of the most amazing books in Aqeedah. 100%. Uh, Sharh Usul Itiqad Ahl Sunnah. Sarkopedia on Aqeedah in reality. Exactly, exactly. And just saying his name is kind of cool, Al Lalakai. It's from the 5th century, yeah, yeah. and he's a scholar of Al Andalus, is that right? Yeah, off the top of my head. Off the top of my head. Um, maybe, top of my head. Um, Allahu Alam, maybe. But um, it's one of the best books to study. Uh, if someone wants to go to a deep dive, Afwan, he was a Maliki. No, I'm confusing yeah. me too. Yeah, but usually the Maliki are generally, generally from Maghrib. Yes, maybe. Maybe. I gotta, we got to double check where Imam Lalakati was from. I said Andalus. <laughs> you said Maghrib. So I, I think I'm wrong. <laughs> someone check for us. Where was Lalakati from? But, um, uh, subhanAllah, I actually have his whole biography written out, but this is the problem when you don't revise. SubhanAllah. Um, now, this entire book was taken out from this passage. From it's a it's I have the eight volume edition. Uh, I have a, a eight volume edition. Actually, no, I gifted my eight volume edition. I have a five volume edition at the moment, um, uh, printed by Nashir Mutamayiz in Arabic, the main book of Lalakai. Now, this is taken from that um, from that great work, which is seen as the yani the door of Ahl Sunnah. You know, in the sense of this is if you want a belief, if you want to uh, uh, find who was upon this belief, just go back to that book and he'll give you the dalil and it's all sorted. You're you're, you're wrapped. You know what I mean? Um, so this was taken from that book, and it's basically um, this is a, a really good translation. The other translation of this that I mentioned that it was previously translated it was in a small small book. Do you remember that one? Yes. The small one. I've got the book. Al-Razi'ain. We use that when we were actually. Yeah, so that one, that one is awesome because it's just a text, and that's printed by SPUB Salafi Publications, um, and they've got some. That that was a good work. That was a good translation as well. This is a better translation, in my opinion, because they have a lot more statements. Um, a lot more work has gone in this, um, especially with the explanation of the the commentary of it, um, and where the commentary was taken from as well. Um, so they've taken a lot of the parts from Sheikh Rabi'ah's book and Sheikh, from Sheikh Abed al-Jabri um, and some other scholars. It's, it's actually from four scholars um, which, where they've taken this commentary from. So this book is amazing as well. It's called The Concise Scholarly Commentary on the Foundation of the Sunnah and the Creed of the Religion, the Creed of the Two Razi Imams, Abu Zur al-Razi and Abu Hatim al-Razi, not to be mistaken with Fakhr al-Din al-Razi, which no. is a different Razi in completely... Yeah, any, a total different uh, Razi. Now, Razi as, means they're from a Ray, is that right? Huh? I, yeah, I'm pretty they're sure. They're from a Ray, yes, that's right. So now, some, something, something that I forgot to mention about this one is what's special about this book here, The Creed of As-Sabuni, uh, the Aqid al-Salaf or Ashab al-Hadith, is that this has pay, space for you to write notes. I yes, love that. That's cool. I love it. It's I the best. Too. It's the best because as a teacher, I can write my notes, right? I can write it down really, really well. And as a student, I can write down behind it whatever it is, and I can make this like an amazing, uh, like a nice little commentary of everything that we're upon. Um, so I genuinely think this is one of the nicest. Um, one, very, it's really nice to have. It's a really, 100%. really nice thing to have, and I, I think uh, that's some solid, solid stuff. Hundred percent. This is um, actually Akil uh, al-Turaziyan is one of the books we studied in Egypt. Really, and it was an, it was one of the. Uh, how can we say it was one of the first times that certain sheikh taught it mm. in 2012 or 13, mm. I think 2012, and that book now has been authored and it's a big book. And can you guess what it is? No, I'm building suspense. You should know. You're the one that gave me the book. Okay. Who gave who who wrote a commentary on Akil Turaziyain and named it after the place? Oh, Tarifi. 
الطريفي عقيدة الخراسانية خراسانيه خراسانيه ذاتس وات اتس كول خراسانيه وان بيج وان بيج فوليوم وان بيج فوليوم اند اكشلي ستاديد وذ هيم اند هي رايتس ان ذا مقدمه ذا هي فيرست تايم هي تور ات واز ان القاهره او ريلي وي وير اكشلي ذير مي ان سم اوف ذا برادرز عبد العزيز الطريفي ذاتس رايت عبد العزيز واو ذاتس كريزي ذاتس كريزي الله سبحانه وتعالى ريليس فيري فيري جود بوك اه ذاتس كريزي ذاتس اميزنج هذا كان ويد عربيك اند يو وانت جود عبد بوك هيز مغربيه Uh uh-huh, which is of Al Qairawani's uh, commentary of, of the Aqidah of Qairawani. Uh, that book there is unbelievable, and Aqidah uh, Al-Raziyain Khurasaniya is an also amazing, amazing commentary in Arabic. Um, that both of them are available at the moment. Both of them you can you can get a copy easily, uh, printed by Darul Minhaj Al Salafi in Riyadh, um, and some solid works, solid works. Now, Sheikh Nilal, something that's strange today is you don't have questions. Questions? We haven't gone to them yet. Oh, we have a bunch. You want to get to them? Yeah, but well, I'm just curious because okay. last time it was like half the lesson was questions. Now, let's get to the first one as we're waiting. Okay. I'm no. sorry to spring that on you, bro. If someone is in the process of learning Arabic, yes. is it better for them to wait to become proficient so they can buy the original in Arabic or should they buy and read the translation in English in order to benefit still barakallahu fikuma fiki barakallah okay fika barakallah i'm not too sure slack bro you just threw him under the bus what if it was no i'm not too sure i think it's a sister's name Allah. okay anyways we're just gonna move on let's move on okay should you buy the original in arabic whilst you're not proficient in arabic it depends what your goals are right that's the first thing do you want to become are you actually taking steps to becoming proficient like are you actually working towards that The thing with Arabic books is slowly, slowly, it's becoming more and more filled with things that are sometimes unnecessary. And a lot of these golden gem books are just becoming more and more scarce and very, very hard to find. So I genuinely recommend anyone who's looking at a book in Arabic to get it now because soon it will be very, very hard to find in this country. Um, I know of businesses, I'm not going to mention who, that are winding back their Arabic programs. So it means that sometime, like very soon... In the near future, maybe in a year or so, it'll be harder to find books in Arabic. Um, and that's going to be a scary thought. Is that because no one's buying them? Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much, right? So that's the first thing. Um, so if you're looking at a book, right? Like for instance, Qa'id al-Muthla. And you're studying Arabic on the side. And say you've reached Medina Book 2, Medina Book 3, or Arabiya Bain Adayk number 3, or you're studying some Salat Sarf and you're doing some, some work. I would say go for it. I would say go go and hit that book up. No problems. Get it. And the best way, the best thing you can do is read it out loud. Especially the books of Sheikh Ibn Uthaymin, for instance, because it's got the tashkil half the time. It's got the harakat. So read it out. Go for it. Just read it. Even if you don't understand a single word, no problems. Just keep reading it. Immerse yourself in the Arabic language. Immerse yourself. That's the best thing to do. Just deep dive. No worries. Drown a bit. We do advise the Darroj as well. Step 100%. Step approach, right. 100%. Some so books are a bit too complicated. So yeah, 100%. This goes back to you having a teacher or a chef. 100%. Or so like I, I, but I'm saying way. to build your reading skill, right? If I'm saying, that's why I said, if someone gets up to Medina book 2 or Arabiya Bain Adek book 2, for instance, Sheikh Nidal. Yes. That's like, you've done a fair bit. You know what I mean? You you should be okay to a bit read at least, right? So I'd say the way to go with your Arabic reading is like قصص الأنبياء للأطفال قصص النبيين للأطفال شيخ ندويز one that's the first one to go through and then صور من حياة الصحابة um, volume one volume two and if you can get your hands on the Sahabiyat go for it if you can get your hands on the Tabi'een go for it that's amazing too 
Um, but just Surah Min Hayat Al-Sahaba, awesome. And then uh, after that, just read something very, very basic. So those those two, after that, I think you should be able to go through a book in yeah, reading, just reading, just reading. Um, I think you'd be okay with just going we, for the book. Alhamdulillah, we got a correction regarding what we said about Imam Al-Layla Ka'i, rahimahullah. Yeah, please. He was actually Walida fi Tabristan. I can't even pronounce it. How do you pronounce it? Tabristan. And then he went to Baghdad and settled there. Okay, but where is... So you can say he's a Persian scholar because that's where Tabristan seems like it's from. I can't pronounce it. <laughs> Most likely his name is a place. Persian, yeah, Persian. Persian scholar, yeah. Ah, MashaAllah. Yeah, bro, see that? Bro, I, I've got the bi- his biography written up, but I did it like six, seven years ago. I've got it like written up because I started going through Shah Rasul. You just forget names bro, and places. Bro, when we started going through that, um, because I was another project that I wanted to do, is I wanted to use that as a method to go through the other. Like I was gonna make a, a, a <laughs> just a man with ideas, bro. Not actually anything, any just it's useless ideas sometimes. Astaghfirullah. But I was gonna use that. Always book. a benefit with some. I was some gonna ideas. use that book and and define basically the creedal points and then how they differ to the people of innovation and the what he's mentioned about the people of innovation in there. So I was gonna use that as the backdrop. And create like a, a summary of it in someone, and I was going to translate, um, and I wanted to do that really badly. Um, so I wrote down like the wasf of the book, and I actually fi- found one of the earliest uh, publications of that book um, uh, that was printed from in Saudi as well. And I I did like missions to get this book, you know what I mean. And then one of the brothers was studying it here with Sheikh Khalid. If he ever hears this, and I'll tell you who it is after the air, if he ever hears it, I gave it to him. I don't know if he's finished it or not. I gave it to him as a gift. Um, I hope he would have finished it with Sheikh Khalid. Um, he's a very busy, very, very, very busy man. Yes. Um, I think they were studying it during COVID or something like that. So um, there, it was like, I gave it to him as a gift. I remember that. Um, and I hope he's finished reading that, inshallah, because that's an important book. One of our listeners says, I use the Arabic books as a way to increase vocabulary. It's 100%. slow. But very rewarding uh, and the best to retain the vocab. One hundred percent, because it's, it's like that's why I'd say start with Qisas al Nabi in the Atfal by uh, Nadawi. Why, Rahimahullah? Why is because يعني, you already know the story. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, يعني, uh, uh, Ibrahim alayhi salam. He was with his father Azar. You kind of know the story. He broke the asnam. He broke the idols. So you can make your way through it and kind of figure out what's going on. You know what I mean? No. And so I recommend that one there to build vocab. Unbelievable because it's stemming directly from the Quran half the time. Like it's usually yes. the verse that's like, it's, it's unbelievable for vocabulary building. Uh, for all our brothers and sisters on TikTok asking where they can ask the questions, you can ask on TikTok, but we prefer that you ask on our YouTube, Al Bayan Radio Australia. And also you can find all the books there. Inshallah, if you want to see the names of the books, we will be putting the links there. On our YouTube channel, be Ibnillahi Ta'ala. We'll take one or two more questions. Nah, go for um, it. Go for it, Sheikh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. What was the recommended book in English for Aqidah and Tawheed? That's a recommended print. Jazakallahu khayran. Can you repeat the question? Uh, what was the recommended book in English huh. for Aqidah and Tawheed? That's hmm. a recommended print. So, this book here, okay, Aqidah is of different parts. Okay, there's three, generally speaking, um, as a categorizational method, you have Rububiyya, 
understand Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is your Lord who created you. He nurtures, sustains, maintains the, all of those types of elements to the divine يعني, lordship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then you have Tawheed al-Uluhiyya, which is that Tawheed that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is deserving of worship alone, right? And sometimes it's called Tawheed al-Ibadah. Now, and the third is Tawheed of Asma'u Sifat and understanding that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has names and attributes. So the books that you should start off, generally speaking, generally speaking, this is what's been advised um, for, for Tawheed al-Uluhiyya is, for instance, something like uh, The Three Fundamental Principles uh, by Sheikh Muhammad Abdul Wahab. And you can get the commentary by Sheikh Salih al-Fawzan, Hafidahullah wa ta'ala. Um, and that is the pr- print that I'm referring to specifically, specifically, is the print of um, authentic statements and that is an unbelievable print uh, of Sheikh Fawzan uh, the commentary of it and it's a very easy book to follow on with in Asma'u Sifat the first book that I would suggest is this book here um, the Qawad al-Muthla the explanation exp- ex- uh, the exemplary principles concerning the beautiful names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, Al-Qawad al-Muthla um, and I think the this book here uh, the print that's printed by Troid Publications uh, in Canada is the best print that's available in, according to my knowledge and Allah knows best. Um, after that, there's other books. Um, then I would suggest to go through Aqeedat um, al-Raziyain, I generally think, because that helps in manhaj. That helps not just Aqeedah, it helps يعني, solidify your creedal system and your methodology upon the way of the Salaf and I think that is essential to go through and then after that then it would be Kitab Al-Tawheed by Muhammad Abdul Wahab and then Kitab Al-Wasatiyah um, by Sheikh Al-Islam Taymiyyah the Wasatiyah that I'm specifically referring to is I think also published by uh, the Brothers in America by the commentary of Sheikh Bin Baz Rahmatullah Alayhi specifically um, and as for the uh, the other book that we mentioned which was um Kitab al-Tawheed, the best commentary that I recommend is generally speaking, the commentary of Darus Sunnah, uh, which is يعني, a very, very big copy of the 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 uh يعني, the English. It's massive. And I think that one would be very, very good to go through. And then after that there are many, many other books like the Creed of Al Qairawani printed by uh Darus Sunnah also, I believe. That is also very, very important to go through. Um, because again, we have to start moving away from just that Islam was just one scholar, right? Muhammad al Wahhab. Uh, there were many scholars before him, um, and there were many scholars after him as well. But we can't just get fixated on 1300 Hijri, we need to also go back earlier. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong in the books whatsoever, I'm saying that because there is some sort of يعني, um, partisanship or some sort of يعني, uh, criticism, uh, then sometimes it is wiser to take away. Uh, the name and at the and same time as well. Let's be frank. His yes. books are very simple and very. Yeah, and they re- have relate, all of these related, stories, right? Related to, you know, our time. Like Kitab Tawheed, all it is, all he did is literally a chapter heading, and then a verse from the Quran, and then another verse from the Quran, and then um, hadiths, and then points to just take from that directly from it. So if it's wrong, you can just be like, "Where the hell did you get that from?" Point A equals B. How did you make that happen? Like, voila, where did you? Get, how did you do? It's right there. 
right? It's right there. And that's why you have so many stories of people taking Kitab al-Tawheed and taking off the cover, giving it to the sheikh after they were cursing Muhammad al-Wahhab. And, and then they were like, oh, what is this book? It's such a great book. And then they were like, oh, it's this book. It's Kitab al-Tawheed. I don't know how true a lot of those stories are because it has always a change in it and stuff like that. It must be true somewhere. Allahu alam. A lot of our mashayikh told it to us um, can, repeatedly sometimes. It was something that's been said to us quite a few times. But like when you hear it so many times and no one knows who that guy is, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you'd be like, eh. But then someone actually told me one time with names as well, but I just forgot it. Um, a so balanced approach is good. Just study both books, and, and this this depends on your level as well. Like yeah. uh, that's why we say always when you're studying, we don't say self study. You study with sheikh, a sheikh, student of knowledge, hmm. and he will know your level and he will guide you on in the right way, and, and put a and find a proper for sheikh, find a proper sheikh, and, and the masjid as well. The masjid, find a proper masjid. Uh, the sunnah, yeah, the, according to the way of the salaf, hmm. they generally have programs that hmm. teach you aqidah in a step by step approach hmm. that that have the books of. Uh, our modern day scholars, the last few hundred years, for example, and the earlier scholars, yeah, alhamdulillah, like for example, in the colleges I've been involved in, in the masjid here, Masjid Al-Azhar we've taught, we've come across our mashaykh, our senior mashaykh, have pretty much taught everything from <laughs> the last few hundred years <laughs> and from the early few generations, such as Aqid Al-Tahawiyyah, Aqid Al-Raziyayn, the Aqid Al-Ha'iyyah, Sharh Kitab Al-Tawheed from Al-Bukhari. So this is almost what almost a thousand years from... The yeah, time of Muhammad and Abdul Wahab. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like it's it's unfortunate that modern modern students they just become a little bit lazy with this stuff, but and they don't go and venture out to the more important, not more important stuff, Allah, but more classical works. And uh, I I got this from my dad, to be honest. My dad would put this in me a lot that he was like, just there's a lot more than just Muhammad Wahab, right? Just just I want you to understand that it's not it's not the end of the religion. It's not the the only part of the religion. And so he was like, yeah, and he take from go straight into the heavy duty stuff. When he was telling me, I was a student at that time, so I had the ability to read and and go through various works and whatnot. So um, I'm not bagging the book. I don't want anyone to think that I'm bagging the Sheikh Rahimahullah and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevate his rank in, in, in the highest ranks of paradise, Ya Rab. Amen. And uh, forgive his sins, Ya Rab. But uh, I, I'm not also claiming divinity for him or anything. He's not a prophet or anything like that, but he is a human Everyone being. Everyone is taken from left right. of except the Prophet sallallahu uh, As always, the, the questions are coming in now more and more. Yalla. So, um, go for it, go for it. Yalla, uh, give shouldn't the books of Al-Raziyayn and Aqidah to Ashab al-Hadith be studied at an advanced level? Brother Abdullah is asking. Um, look, I I genuinely, what, it, what I like about it is I didn't say study that first off. I said study Usul al-Thalatha and then study Kitab al-Tawheed. This podcast in, isn't only for beginners, just so yeah. the brothers and sisters know. Sometimes when we're, when we're um, reviewing books, it's not only for the guy who just started yesterday. praying yesterday or wants yeah. to know it's for... Yeah. You know, it's like for, for instance, the first book, the first, the first book that I generally recommend people is Drus al Muhimma, the Amat al Ummah, and I, 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 book, I, yeah. t- I give the Sheikh Abdul Razak Sharh on it, and I say read this first and then come back to me. Uh, the sister who is a sister here who is asking, or I don't know if it's a brother or sister again. What are the best books for reverts? Because there's no name. That you book. can't get me this that time. That book. That book. Sister, this book here, Adrus al Muhimma, Important Lessons for All Muslims. Essential Lessons or Important Essential Lessons, lessons yeah. for, all, for All Muslims. Uh, we taught it a few years ago, subhanAllah. Serious. Cover Did you finish? Using, yeah, Sheikh Abdul Razak's yeah, uh, Sharh over one whole year. Yeah, so um, I, I give that as my first book. Maybe Go. we'll review it next week. Yeah. What do you I love, think? I love that book. Have we reviewed it? We, no, I'm pretty I don't, sure we haven't. Maybe. It's got maybe. a few different prints as well. No, no, no we, I think we did it when, we, when it came out. I think we did it. 
Yes. But I will double check. Anyway, so I give that as the first book. And then I say, I study the Sheikh Fawzan's Usul Al-Talatha. Then I say, uh, once you're done, go Qa'id Al-Arba, Sheikh Sa'di's one. Go after that. Then I do Kitab Al-Tawheed and I hit him with that. Then I go with this one here. Then I'll go with uh, Al-Wasatiyah. And I don't say, if you're studying Aqidah first off the bat, go study Wasatiyah first off. Then go to Hamawiyah first off. Or like go open Majmu Al-Fatawa first off. I'm not saying that. You know what book I, I like as well, especially mm. in Aqidah, and it's rel- relative to the West, is the, the book by Dr. Bila Phillips. I uh, find fundamentals of Tawheed fundamentals of Tawheed I find yeah. that very relevant and yeah. that's one of the first books I read 100%. and I find it very relative, relative and if you want a series Aqid the series Amr al-Ashkar Amr al-Ashkar series is Creed series that's, is that's also another one that we also always re- yes, recommend very good but this is not I generally think the Aqid al-Raziyan and Aqid no, al-Ashab uh, I know Aqid al-Raziyan I, I think it, it depends on the, if you have a Sharh but the, the, the matan is very small and it's, very, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not that advanced though it's not that advanced. And Aqid al-Salaf Ashab al-Hadith as well is not that advanced. There are points where you'll need to go back to your Sheikh, مثلاً, if you're studying it by yourself, you'll need to maybe go through it and be like, hey, Sheikh, this doesn't make sense to me. Can you please explain this to me? Um, and that's the same thing with Aqid al-Tahawiyah. Like, for instance, why is the Mas'ah of the Khufayn in Tahawiyah? Why is wiping over your socks in Tahawiyah? Because it was a refutation against, a refutation against the Shia. So it's there. Um, in, in a book and it makes no sense sometimes why am I studying a book of, of Aqidah and that's there so there is levels but I, I won't classify this as, as necessarily um, advanced final question nah bro I see too many lines that can't be the final one that's slack to people who ask uh, you're, just, you're, you're, you're waiting for what's coming next Assalamu alaikum Aqidah is very complicated you can hardly we're not saying we agree with this you can hardly find two major scholars that agree on everything when it comes to Aqidah. Try fiqh. I'd rather play it safe and learn the fundamentals of what the three schools agree upon. Faddal. <laughs> this is for you. Okay, so. I, 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 like, that it's very complicated is already an issue. I, okay, this complicated. Okay, let's, let's hit it step by step, okay? Aqidah is complicated. No, it isn't. Wallahi, no, it isn't. Islam By Allah, wallahi, wallahi, billahi, tallahi, Islam is completely easy. Aqidah is completely easy. And if it would have been hard, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not have re- revealed this religion to us, something that was too complicated for us to comprehend. And what is more important to a human being than his relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? If that could be complicated, then this entire religion just becomes very, very hard. And if we're using differences of opinion as a rule of thumb to say something is complicated, then we should say that fiqh in itself, in its essence, is even more complicated. Because on one issue, you can have 50, 60 opinions. Some things that are from the bare minimum right now, people on TikTok are confused about whether music is halal or haram. I, um, I, I think I'll be safe on the safe side and I'll just listen to music. <laughs> what is that? So the, the, the mere result of having differences of opinion does not denounce something as being complicated. It means people are making it more complicated than it is. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to us the Quran and he revealed the sunnah upon the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That is how we establish our creed. And so everything that stems from it, wallahi, is simple. The first people who went against this is saying, this is backward. There is no qadr. The first يعني, people who came to Ibn Umar who tried to say that there are people who deny Qadr. But يعني, Qadr is there. It's there. Don't overcomplicate it. Believe in it. End of story. If you mean that when you say believe in the fundamentals, then I agree with you. right? Believe in things. 
that is established in the Quran and the Sunnah and you don't want to go into it, no problems. If you want to just remain on, I believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has names, he has attributes and they befit his majesty and I'm, that's it. I don't want to delve more into it. And Shaykh ibn Uthaymin rahimahullah, he mentioned something beautiful. He says that if someone comes across a mas'ala and it goes against his mind, right? He comes across something in aqidah and it goes against his mind. He can't fathom it. Then he has to understand that he has a deficiency in his mind and the text of the Quran and the Sunnah is 100% perf- perfect. 100%. There is, there is, it's complete, right? And he says that his mind is deficient and he says that I must now stop and I believe in what is here in the Quran and the Sunnah and then he moves on. Because sometimes dwelling into something that doesn't make sense to you, and we've been told not to dwell into the matters of Qadr, for instance, because it's the secret of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as some of the scholars have mentioned. For this is something that is mentioned there, right? So if you say, I want to be safe and I want to take the bare minimum of my creed, no problems, ahla wa salam fiqh, you take what is mentioned in the Quran and Sunnah, no problems. Don't be of someone, oh, I don't know if I should uh, say that uh, the scales on the day of judgment exist or not. What's the measuring going to be like? What's the unit of measurement? Is it going to be in kilos, mass, volume? How is it going to be taken? This is not something that's been mentioned. So now you're putting your mind and you're going into this and you're saying that this is complicated because you asked the question. How does that make sense? So everything is there. The scale exists. Jannah exists. Jahannam exists. Allah exists. Yes, he is above his throne. Where is the complication? You are now going to use your mind and you're going to tell me that this is complicated because you first did ithbat and you said, you know what? Yes, but if I say that, then that necessitates this, 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 one, two, three. You are doing it. You're complicating the issue. He says he rose above the throne. Who are you to say he hasn't? Right? So I genuinely think that sometimes we overcomplicate certain sciences. We overcomplicate it. And sometimes people, to show you how Yani, uh, to show you falsehood, they'll say it's complicated, so just believe us. Just fo- focus on us, blind follow. We're not talking, you telling you to blind follow anything. Follow the Quran and the Sunnah. Follow what has been mentioned by the Prophet ﷺ and by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's all there. It's all there. Allah rose above the throne. Who are you to tell me he didn't? Who are you to tell me he didn't? He could have used any word in the, in the Quran. What, you're telling me you, you are afsah min Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? You're more eloquent than Allah? How dare you? That's a statement of kufr. So the, the creed of Islam is beautiful. In its simplicity, it is beautiful. Wallah, يعني, it could be understood by a child and it is understood by any person. But we overcomplicate matters. 100%. Come on, there's good, there's, I saw there's a lot go, of... Let's get to one. Okay. Yalla. Uh, let's get to... Uh, okay. Mate, you're squinting, bro. Yeah, but I need to wear glasses. Mate. I think everyone would realize that right now. Okay, where can we get access to the full library of Sheikh Farhan or Ustaz Farhan as well as a tour around this library? Coming soon to Al Bayan Radio, that's where you're going to get it, inshallah. How's that sound? My, my library now is getting out of hand. My library, how about soon we, we do that? We you we are more than how to start a library. I teach in my library, I, Excellent. Teach, I teach in my library. I have uh, I got about a bunch of students coming in. I have sessions that I run on Saturdays that I teach Arabic. Book a day, inshallah, we'll get the tech man there. <laughs> if you can get the tech up man's before, waving is happy. Before Before Bahar. My um, library we'll come, is, inshallah. my library is, uh, I have, it's my life's pride and joy after يعني, my family, right? Like this is, it's getting cold. Okay. No, but my life's pride and joy, like, all my effort that I've put in, يعني, has been in collating this library. Some, يعني, I have certain series series that no one in Australia has the entire series I can swear by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so you, you, you all got to understand exist. as well that you know he speaks 
like this and about this in this manner because he grew up in, in a in a bookstore in my, a library. My dad's library was cracker. His dad, uh, Hafizullah, grew up in in the libraries as well and was in, worked in the libraries and yeah. has a special uh, relationship with uh, books and the like. Yeah, and okay. so I, I my library, I love my library, and uh, if someone wants to see it, yeah, one day we'll do a video, maybe inshallah. Inshallah, yes, maybe one day we'll do one. Uh, I lost the question here. There's a lot. It's good. It's um, good. Just go as you go. Okay. Don't siphon. I don't like this siphoning okay. of questions. The brothers have asked, especially if there's someone who's running amok. Ahla wa sahlan. <laughs> Someone's running amok. Okay. <laughs> okay. What what books would you advise for a newly practicing woman who wants to start covering and learning hayat or modesty? Okay. So the first one, the noble life of the illustrious women, as we mentioned, oh, yeah. amazing. Woman. That's excellent. Amazing. And because why? I like that approach. Why? Is because imagine me telling you, do this. Do this. Why? Don't do this. No, no, no. Just do this. Wear a hijab. Cover your face. Wear gloves. <laughs> Don't let your ankle show. Right? Don't wear perfume outside. Or I show you the people who were promised Jannah. And then this is oh what they God. were upon. 100%. So I genuinely, anyone who comes in and says, I want to get this for my wife. I want her to pull up. I'm like, first, you need to pull up, my guy. <laughs> Wallah, you need to. Lead by example. Lead by example, right? But then I'd be like, give her this. And he said, Indirect approach to da'wah. This is what the best, this is what the wives of the Prophet were upon, being like them. And this is very important because let's be frank, what are what are our what are our sisters and our brothers seeing today online? If they if they're just online, the, the average Joe or the average um I don't know, average Joe, leave it average Joe. He or she is, you know, scrolling down on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, From Facebook. <laughs> The YouTube, what are they going to see? From the area, are they seeing right. modesty? First, so first, this is the first step. Right. Books like the illustrious woman, illustrious woman in Islam, to oh. give them a proper example, true role models to look up to, true heroes to try and emulate. There's Before another book. The question. There's, Fadda, go there's for it. another book. Uh, the the concept of haya. Um, this printed by IIPH. Very very good. Sheikh Muhammad. Ismail Al-Muqaddim, a yes. sheikh from Iskandaria. Also, He's the also author. another book that's amazing in this regard, The Conditions of Hijab by Sheikh Albani, rahmatullah alayhi. Excellent. The Hijab of a Muslim woman published recently by Darul Sunnah. Excellent. And that's been published and it's got the conditions of what hijab is. Is it just a scarf? And he goes through the conditions of hijab that it shouldn't be like, it shouldn't be tight, it shouldn't be like the kuffar, it shouldn't be like the men and يعني, what have you. He goes through the conditions of hijab. That book is unbelievable. Uh, 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 and I think that is also a very, very good bu book. The Islamic Dress Code or something like that or the Women's Dress Code or the Hijab by Sheikh Albani. Okay, how does one respond to being called a Wahhabi? <laughs> if I've been called this by my family and friends, we're not laughing at you. Oh, sorry. So I thought someone sister. was saying it to us. I'm no, so no. sorry. Um, how you can respond, and we'll get to what the Sheikh wants to say, um, is we, we actually spoke about this last week. We have a program of Sheikh Muhammad Dua every Tuesday night, ah. uh, 8 o'clock. Ah. What did you say? He what basically responds response? to the questions. He basically response? went over what a Wahhabi is ah. and how people try to use it as an insult. Ah. And that as long as we are sticking to the Quran and Sunnah according to the way the Salaf, we should not worry about what people say or call. First, first and foremost, yani, uh, uh, one of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Wahhab. So taking a mockery and making a name out of this in a means as, as mockery is not something that is befitting to one of the names similar to that which is used for the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab Abdul Wahhab is the name. So they take one of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they run amok with it. This is something that is very, very dangerous in one's faith. That's the first thing. Then if you want to play with it, if you want to, يعني, uh, 
if someone wants to say something, say you can even say, no, I'm not, but I am a Muslim. And you could do something else, which is say, what is a Wahhabi? Is it if it's someone who establishes the prayers, he believes in the Quran, he believes in Nabi Sallallahu he believes in one, two, and three, then say, uh, I am, no problems. And if that's what you are claiming me to be, then that's no problem. But we should avoid from these terms and these slogans. If someone wants to use the word Salafi, no problems, Athari, no problems, uh, Muslim, no problems. But يعني, um, that's that's generally the, the term Wahhabi should not be used um, because it has a very bad connotation and it makes people run away. So we want to be wise. We don't want to be brash and thrash people with I'm a wala, I'm a, you know what I mean like just you don't want to do that you want to be wise with your da'wah so if something has a bad connotation try to avoid try to يعني, minimize a lot, a lot of the times as well people use names like this and other names just to make themselves feel, feel better because they don't want to practice some elements of Islam mm. that they feel is not appropriate for them you know with their own logic mm. and their own desires these are from the people of desire and misguidance mm. and the like so what do they do to, to feel name you know, call name call he's yeah. a Wahhabi he does it he's a Wahhabi but they she wears hijab and niqab because she's a Wahhabi but they, this they did this, they did this to he's the Prophet Sallam character assassination character whatever you assassination call it, was yeah. from the first tricks of the, the people of shaitan يعني, from the people of Quraysh they called him a madman they called him uh, a soothsayer they called him a magician they called him they called him they called him they called him just a bunch of names right that's the first thing that people get into name calling anything else Habibi? best book about prayer Itself. And there's another cracker one by Sheikh Muqbil, uh, a Yemeni, uh, a Sheikh from Yemen. Uh, the, descri- the description of the Prophet's prayer by Sheikh Muqbil bin Hadi Al Wadi. And my tech man is telling me to lift it, but I cannot because there are books in front of it. But I will try to. Uh, but I have got it now. Khalas. Uh, the description of the Prophet's prayer. Excellent. There's an older edition of it as well. Very, very, very good. good. <coughs> Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen also has a book on the prayer and I think one science that you can deep dive in, read all of them. Wallah. Read all of them. You will benefit from each one in a way that you haven't benefited regularly, from. Regularly, yeah, from and be benefit. regular in it. 100%. Just like go over it. Just go over it. How can I balance seeking knowledge and secular studies? We've gone over that before. Didn't we cover that last I week? I don't think so. I think we covered it with... Uh, I think that might be a separate separate thing. Yeah? Yeah, I think, I think that's a separate thing. Okay. Um, but just time management. Well, that's all it is. One one word, time management. You can do anything. Just time management. Work your time properly. For after Fajr, proper time. Um, uh, يعني, even your lunches, your in between your periods, like in between the semester, like the, the classes that you have. Do it then. Uh, at night, after Maghrib, after Isha. يعني, run amok. Time management. Listen, there's many more questions. Go for it. Yeah, we'd like to wrap up. <laughs> They're actually okay. kicking like me off up. now. Yes. No, we're not. What we'll do, whoever wants their question answered, who's go to our YouTube channel, leave it there in the comment section, and I've we'll been get asked to, it, to leave inshallah. now. That's what I. That's what I've I, been asked to leave. There's more important. There's some important matters meetings. that need to be. <laughs> there's, a, there's an important be meeting to get with, to. Huh? Inshallah, and the the tech man may turn us off, <laughs> especially since he hasn't got a mic yet. <laughs> it's, his, okay. it's his form of authority. Yeah, and I, especially since we've like complained that there was no coffee today. Ah, uh, there wasn't any tea as well. So. No, no tea uh, there either. was water, but. There was water. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. I like it. Thank you. Allah barik fiqh. He's done an excellent job as always. I'd like to thank him personally. Jazakallah khair. All the brothers and sisters we missed out on your questions. We will get to it next time. Uh, All the brothers and sisters watching on TikTok, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Al Bayan Radio Australia. I do want to say that I would have wanted to sit here and go through the questions, but they're kicking me off. So what do I do? We're kicking nobody off. I've just heard heard that we've got to wrap it off and we want to close it. So what do I do? I'm sorry, guys, but... They don't no, want to get. They don't want to get to your questions. He's making us feel bad. Now. They don't want to. They don't want to get now? to your questions. They're stifling the community. They're stifling the word of the community. <laughs> Listen, some of the questions are, are very repetitive. 
Yeah. And we've covered them many times. And then link them to the thing. Yeah, we will link. Yeah. That's what we say. Go to the, our YouTube channel, Al Bayan Media Australia. But then maybe that's the ones that we have to create there. short videos for. Yes, we will have we will have them in short videos and show. A lot of the questions are, are, like have been asked before, and maybe the first time it's, it's like ten o three. First time listeners, yeah. So uh, we're gonna go to midnight the way you're going. Mate, okay, you know <laughs> the what? way you want to go. <laughs> maybe we do have to rock this out. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> we're gonna wrap this he, up. he acknowledged that we have to wrap up. Jazakallah khair, Barakallah for being with us tonight. And to all our listeners, thank you for tuning in. Uh, until next time, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This program was presented by Al Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah.